We've seen some pretty fucked up stuff on this show that just really scarred me emotionally, really just left me thinking right. movies like Hereditary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, all kinds of really messed up stuff we've talked about. Sure, but I yeah. think the thing that has probably wrecked me more than anything that I've seen in so long is this uh, fast approval loan commercial <laughs> that Vince Neil was just on. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'm damaged. <laughs> yeah, I everybody get out there and watch this. Um, what what's the name of it? Like fucking like DLC, DLC fast approval loan something. There like that. we go. Yeah, look this up. It just I think it just hit yesterday, but it's a Vince Neil like payday loan commercial, and it is insane. <laughs> it's insane. I want to know the thought process here, because if you've seen it, you know what we're talking about. If not, what if I told you that there's a, a commercial for a payday loan company featuring a machine that gives loans uh, Vince Neil on a Zamboni for some uh-huh. reason. Right, for some reason. <laughs> and a short, badass uh, Motley Crue-style song about uh-huh. loans. <laughs> Oh, super fast approval, super fast approval. <laughs> What's he saying? He's like, man, these loans rock. Yeah. Well, it shows him using the machine. So I just think they tricked Vince Neil into taking out a payday loan. What if the deal is that he tried to take a loan out from these people and he was too broke to pay it back? And they're like, I don't know, do a commercial for us, we'll let you go. Oh, that's so sad. That actually seems plausible. That seems plausible. Yeah, yeah. does yeah. make it sad. That's gonna be sticking with me more than like uh, like Requiem for a Dream or like a Gaspar Noe oh, movie. Shit. I think this is actually more more brutal <laughs> than that, while also being like more confusing than like a Dave Lynch movie. <laughs> <laughs> what if the next one is? Vince Neil uh, dancing on a stripper pole, and I—I uh, I don't know Sebastian Bach also dancing on a super pole, and then some old guy just says "ass to ass." <laughs> what do you want us to do super now? Super fast approval. Super fast approval. <laughs> super ass to ass. <laughs> oh man. Shit. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. And how great it is to be here on the newest installment of Dead and Lovely Il Ultimo Horror Podcast. Mm -hmm. You're the host of the most. It's me, your good buddy, Uncle Ben. And me, Hollywood Steve. And today, we are going to be talking about Interder from 1989. Interder. I think it's pronounced Intruder. Intruder, how like life this is. You are in the place where you are to work and you die doing your labels. This this is is like life. Very much French cinema, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, high bar (laughs) noir stuff right here. Uh Uh, But of course, before we get to that, we're going to have ourselves a catch up and a chin wag and all that good stuff. But if you just want to get straight into the movie discussion, there's a timestamp for you. If you want to be like that, we're saying it out loud. And it's it's in the episode description. Yeah. So if you were to comment something about when did they get to the movie, that makes you fault. dumb. Yeah. You blew it. You blew it. Yeah. Yeah. So they're all anyway. gonna laugh at you. They're all gonna laugh at you. <laughs> and it's deserved. Yeah, it is deserved. So you know you've been warned. <laughs> so there. There you go. How you been doing, man? Great. Uh, just had. Uh, anniversary trip to the cab, a cabin in the woods. Vacation and... in a cabin. Vacation 
vacation, vacation in your cabin. <laughs> so welcome. we were in a cabin in the woods on Friday the 13th. And uh, we decided, you know, that a lot of the activities we did seemed like the lead up to a Friday the 13th. We're going to get killed in this cabin type of thing. For sure. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> like we were at the river and my wife flashed her titties at me when nobody was around. And it was like, oh, oh that's Jason's, definitely something that gets you killed. Yeah. Yeah. Jason's in the bushes right now. Pissed off. Just mad in hell. That. He's like, mm-hmm. oh, he like just squeezed his machete. These kids just asking to get macheted. God damn it. Married people having sex. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, we, we, had, we had a blast. Um, and then I think you ran into Emily and Anna downtown. When we, I did, yeah, we in the city. Yeah, we uh, came back, and then we that night we got Phi Thai, and mm-hmm. you had re- you had recommended it. It was great, very much enjoyed so it. Yeah. Also, they okay, so they came up with the idea. They don't drink beer, um, so they they wanted to get us beers that they chose themselves, and being non authorities on beers, yeah, it's set up. So, yeah, I thought this was great. So they kind of chose based on, like, labels and stuff. And none of the things are st- things we've had before. I can't okay. wait. Yeah, like, whenever we record again together, can't wait to try them because they are interesting. I never would have necessarily chosen We're going to get an interesting Okay. Yeah. All right. We'll find out about those. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but we had a great time. A lot of eating, uh, watching stuff, et cetera. All right. Mm-hmm. How you been? Good, man. Freaking busy. It's just been another one of those weeks where I'm just like trying to get good in the head. I got some work and stuff I got to do on the studio, putting together like a studio desk and all this other kind of stuff. So I'm like, I need to get a little bit ahead on my YouTube stuff in case it takes a while to get the whole, you know, new uh, studio arrangement and all that set up. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I've been really freaking busy, but I've had time just to watch a thing or a two other than the subject of today's. Episode, man. So I started watching that there Russian doll. Oh, great. I've yeah. seen the first season. I haven't started the second. So yeah. you're, you're just now getting to it, though. Just now getting to okay. it, man, because right. Kate watched season one whenever it came out, like a long time ago. Yeah. yeah. And uh, really liked it a lot. And she was going to start watching season two. And uh, it was kind of like exactly like what we did with Euphoria, where it's just like, well, why don't you just get caught up and then watch season two together? So I started watching that. I'm just like two or three episodes in, but. I really am enjoying it so far, man. It's a really yeah. cool show. It's kind yeah. of, you know, playing with that Groundhog's Day kind of scenario, but mm-hmm. it's kind of different. It kind it of reminds is. me of like like old school video games where when you die, you go back to the start of the level. It's kind of like that. Aha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, it's interesting you watch that because we watched Palm Springs. Uh, yeah, which is yeah, also kind of similar to that, right? Of, yeah, huh? I get, that's I've a talked cool about movie. that before. That, yeah, that's, that's a cool movie. Anyway, what else you watching? Man, we watched uh, we watched the new West Side Story, the one Ooh. that Spielberg did. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There, a lot of a singing lot of snapping. It. Were they snapping? Mm-hmm, they did snapping. Yep. They did singing. Um, that's mostly it. A lot of snapping. A lot of singing. <laughs> yeah. All sorts of snaps. I'll say this. Like, it was good. It was um, really... Really gorgeous. Okay. It looked really, really nice. That, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at the end of the day, it's like, what did this 
bring to the story that no other version ever has? I asked Kate uh, yeah. that, and, and yeah. she was like, well, brown people playing brown people, for one. And I was like, yeah. ah, okay, yep, yes, yes, that is an improvement. That is, yeah. <laughs> That's that better is that way. For sure. Yeah. So, yeah, I think we now have the authoritative version of West Side <laughs> yes. Story on film. So, for sure. way to go. <laughs> hey, I mean, also, like, if... if sh- Spielberg wants to remake a movie like who's going to stand in his way mm-hmm. like even even if, if Spielberg was like you know what I'm going to do I'm going to remake Citizen Kane people'd go see it we'd go see it it's true yeah <laughs> it's true I think the only other thing that we watched this week was uh, a documentary that we watched last night because you know my uh, my wife and I we were sitting around going you know what given the state of things going on right now uh-huh. I'm just feeling too good about men. I think that men are just always doing the right thing, yeah. always having the right opinions and That's stuff. That's us. So let's watch a documentary that reminds us that, you know what, sometimes men, really terrible. What? Really, really terrible. <laughs> Explain. <laughs> Impossible, I yeah. know, right? <laughs> we watched a, a documentary called Our Father. It was on okay. Netflix. It's one that Kate had heard about. She was okay. kind of familiar with the story because they talked about it. Uh, she said she thought it was only behind the bastards or one of those podcasts. Oh, okay. Uh, this, uh, mm, oh man, it just keeps getting worse and worse. It's about a fertility doctor. Oh, that unbeknownst to his uh, patients right. was I know this uh, story. basically just like going off in the other room and uh, jerking it and then in- injecting him with his own jazz. Yep. And so these people were raising kids that they thought belonged to them and their husband, and they weren't. Yep. And then it's also about how, like, well, there's nothing really in the law that says you can't do that. So it's just like, well, we don't really know exactly what to how try is this that guy not with. Sexual assault, though. Like, I just don't understand. How is that? How does that not fit under any definition of sexual assault? I know because there's no forceful. Um, physical touch like there's all kinds of little lines in there yeah, it's just it's like well it's not man. really assault so ridiculous. it's insane it is fucking infuriating and disgusting it was it yeah. was yeah oh um, man it was definitely one of those ones where we're like is there a new bob's burgers we could watch after this please <laughs> please yeah it's really well done but dude it is it is fucked up so if you're just feeling too good about men <laughs> i suggest giving that one a spin you know i was speaking of men that that uh a uh, men movie that's coming out, the Alex Garland. Ooh. I think we maybe talked about it. Uh, I'm last stoked. Time. I'm excited about that. I finally saw a trailer. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, Alex Garland, dude. Like he yeah. always does awesome yeah. stuff. So I'm definitely wanting to see that one for mm. sure. For sure. And I bet it's about how good men are. I think it probably is about how great men are. I mean, that's kind of the impression I get from the trailer. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Ugh. I think that's all that I've watched, man. What else you oh, catch? Yeah. Oh, um, well. So, uh, we just had Gravity Falls in the background while we were doing other stuff at the cabin, you know, hanging out in the hot tub, um, playing Dutch Blitz, which is mm-hmm, a card mm-hmm. game I had never played before, but it's very Don't fun. know that one. All right. All right. Um, I don't know Gravity I would explain Falls it. either. Oh, you don't? Well, listen, you need to know Gravity Falls. 100%. Hmm. Uh, I feel like we have a little sideshow called TV Test Pilots that maybe we could uh, do an episode of. Maybe we could do that. Yeah, because it, it's a, it's a animated show 
uh, you'll recognize a lot of voices. Kristen Shaw is one of the main characters. And okay. it is like real cool. Like each episode is kind of a, a supernatural monster of the week kind of episode, but it has an overarching story that is really fucking cool. And okay, that sounds good. Yeah, sometimes even gets really creepy. Like <laughs> there's some there's some pretty creepy shit in it. So all right, it's fun and funny, and I think you'll enjoy it a whole lot. Um, as well on Friday the Thirteenth, we wanted to watch some Friday the Thirteenth movies, but there weren't any streaming on the apps they had at the cabin. Yeah. But uh, we watched Sleepaway Camp. Ah, uh, yeah, dude, a fucking ten, like. What the Still hell, the man? That movie is so fucking good. Yep, and, it uh, is. We also watched The Burning. Love it. Yep. Uh, so gross and skeezy, but I do fucking love that yes, movie. It is a good movie. Very yes, very gross. The more you think about it, the grosser it gets. But uh, yeah, so that was fun. Then we watched uh, on, on Saturday night. We watched Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. The best, the best choice. Yeah, I've you know we've both already talked about it on the show. Um, man, it is so fucking funny, and yeah, like it's hilarious. I think it has a good quality to it. Where like there's there's times where like okay, say the talking Morgan Freeman crab. Yeah, like <laughs> Emily kind of Friedman. expected. Yeah, <laughs> Emily kind of expected whenever you know he was done giving his speech that he was like going to get eaten or something, but that doesn't happen. And then like you know uh, the ending happens and it it actually ends pretty sweetly. You know, like, yeah. There, there's never a point where things go horrendous. No, it, it's uh-uh. it's always kind of like light and fun. And I yeah, I love it. Just that's like so the perfect fun. summertime movie for me. Yeah. Uh, and also, as I mentioned, Palm Springs, uh, fucking great. So yeah, I need to watch that again. I enjoyed that. Yeah, it's really fun. So yeah, Good shit, uh, man. No, nothing new, but uh, just some great stuff. All right, man. All right, yeah, that's about it for me as well, man. Um, this is typically the point in the show where we crack open some co beers, but we're oh, actually yeah? recording early in the day, which is yeah. a little bit unorthodox it's for us. I'm too early for a co beer. Yeah, I've got a rock show to go to later. The Clutch and S Word, I believe, is the name of the band. The S Word, the S Word, the Sword, are playing over here in Knoxville. So I'm gonna go watch that show and probably drink a bunch of beer. Are you gonna take a pin? Maybe I should and be like, I'm mightier than you, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I'll fight them. That's a good idea. Yeah, like just fight them. Fight a band. <laughs> So I'm going to be smashed co-beers later. So I'm, I'm going to conserve my space for a co-beer and just sip on a nice spice of water. And I've also yes, got a, I've got a cold brew coffee over here, man, by a company that I'm, I'm trying out. It's called, I think it's called Busy Cold Brew, B-I-Z-Z-Y. Okay. I think Busy Bone from Bone Thugs makes it. That's oh, cool. That. Awesome. So it'll make mm-hmm. you rap really fast. It'll make me rap really fast. Actually, it probably will because, yeah. man alive, it's got a lot of caffeine. Like, I usually drink on Stoke. This has got a lot more caffeine than Stoke. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's good. I think you'd like it. It's also more like, I don't know, we talked about Stoke before where it doesn't really taste like cold brew. It tastes like a cold coffee beverage. Yes. Yep. It's a little suspicious, but I do little. like it. Yeah. Uh, the busy stuff just tastes like really good cold brew. I think you'd probably like it a lot. Oh, cool. Yeah, I'm a cold brew fan for sure. Lot better than that Starbucks shit. Ah, oh, god, Ugh. the Starbucks cold brew is Get awful, man. Get out of here, Starbucks. Just Starbucks coffee in general can fuck off. 
Probably, man. Yeah. Though, hey, shout out to all the unionizing people out there unionizing Starbucks. Fucking keep it going. I heard that that was going on. That's yeah. kind of a big move. Yeah, it is. Hell yeah. I'm. I'm. Uh, not only them, Amazon. A lot of uh, you know, Amazon is getting some coal miners. Kind of recently, uh, won a, a victory for the union. Mm. Like a, a lot of union stuff going on. We need that. We need it. Wow. Yeah. Mm, Got to bring back those union suits too. I mean, that's just cool. <laughs> that's just good wearing, right? No, no. Don't wear union suits. Are you sure? You're definitely mixed message there. <laughs> okay, okay. So maybe Wait, we leave those behind. Why are why are those uh, Civil War reenactors holding signs? <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I definitely don't go towards that Starbucks cold brew when I'm in the grocery store. The Do grocery you store? No, sir. Transition. That's a really good transition. Fuck yeah. If you were sitting here, you'd see me. I'm, I'm pointing at my eye, which is winking at you. Wink, oh, shit. Wink, wink. wink back. Wink back. Okay. I, <laughs> I hear you loud and clear. Steve, I say, before we get into this movie review, which is all about a whole bunch of slashing in a supermarché, uh-huh. how about we do ourselves a little bit of supermarket sweeping over here <laughs> in the Preview Palace? Welcome to the Preview Palace. Clean up. On Isle Palace. Uh, huh? Right. Yeah. Maybe it's like uh-huh. that. Yep. Man, this movie right here, as I said, is in a grocery store. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, I have a real fondness of grocery stores. I was thinking about this recently oh, okay. because, like, Kate hates going shopping, and I'm always just like, I'll go. Like, I mean, if I'm not working or whatever, it's like, yeah, I'll go. I don't care. Um, and she's always like, thank you. I hate shopping. I like going to the grocery store, and I, I think it do. all it goes back to like my homeschool days, where in a lot of my my typical homeschool weeks, it's like my getting out of the house consisted of going to church. Okay, we had a, a little homeschool co-op that met once a week. Yeah, you just and, talk about uh, whose mom is the hottest, or pretty much like yeah. you do. You uh-huh. know, <laughs> we listen to Hot for Teacher all the time, the whole like time. Do. Yeah. Mm-hmm, the uh-huh. whole time, and uh, and then I would also go with mom to do the grocery shopping, and that was most of my not being in the house exposure. If I okay, wasn't going so this like, is the one thing you really got to do where it was not related to homeschool or church. When you put it that can, way, yeah. yes, <laughs> I can see positive associations with that. <laughs> well, but at the same time, I was going with the the teacher slash principal, right? So okay, so it was still connected somewhat. I guess so, yeah. man. But I've always <laughs> loved shopping. I've always loved going to the store. Do you have a good relationship with the grocery? Yeah, yeah. No, I love going to the grocery store. Um, I this is the horror podcast people signed up for right here. Hell yes, grocery talk. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know, obviously like to go and get the stuff I need, but I like to kind of walk around and, and kind of be like, you know, let my mind wander and be like, oh, I'm craving that now. And then, you know, know. Just grab all the stuff to make it. It's, it's like African said, it's a museum of food. It is. It 100% is. Also, uh, you know, they got, they got the booze there. So that's fun. I like that too. That mm-hmm. is a big old positive right there. Yeah, I'm with you. The grocery store is a place of inspiration and motivation where oftentimes I'm not the kind of person that'll just sit down and think up like, what do I want to cook? But if I go to the grocery store and I see stuff, it's oftentimes a source of inspiration. 
Let me ask you this, especially with that in mind. You got a favorite aisle in that grocery store? One that just fucking trips your trigger? Um, yes. Usually the international aisle, if they have that. Um, okay. Sometimes, the world you know, tour. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, a grocery store will have, like, the, the Asian food section, and then maybe a different aisle over have, like... You know, uh, uh, Hispanic food, or you know, any anything might be anywhere, but sometimes you get lucky, and it's all kind of in one area, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that just sends me down so many a- avenues. Like, I'll be like, "Oh man, I want to make ramen," and then like, "Oh man, I, I I'd really like some some curry or something." Like, all those things, like being in in one area, is very helpful for me. Because those are the things I want to eat, usually. Them's the things you want to cook on. I get that, too. I'm also a lover of some international cuisine. So heading over to that area of the store is always just the fucking highlight of my goddamn day. Yeah. Also the beer. I mean... Well, yeah, obviously. That's that's a fun... I mean, it's like, you know, not necessarily going to be the widest assortment, though it depends on where you go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. See, for me, like, probably the biggest source of inspiration, it might be that dang old produce section. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I go over there and I see all these lovely fruits and verduras, and uh, I just say to myself, hey, <laughs> there's something I could probably make out of this stuff. You know what I mean? You're really cultivating that that Latino like connection you now have. Exactly. I am an honorary uh, Mexican myself. Yeah. So having I'm, recently I'm been to Mexico. Uh-huh. I made great chicken tacos the other day here at home hey laid it down i made a salsa verde meaning green look okay, at me. yeah, man that's awesome look at me i'm glad to, i'm glad you're getting into tacos that's awesome i'm glad too it's always been my least favorite part about myself is that i don't really get excited about tacos yeah. so i'm working on it i'm finding ways to enhance my enjoy and it all starts in that produce section where I can find myself some tomatillos, Ooh, some yeah. spicy peppers, some greenery, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all kinds of good stuff right there. Yep. Just all waiting for me. I see all this stuff and I go, I can't wait to buy that and then just watch it rot in the fridge and throw it away <laughs> next week. <laughs> oh, man, that is so true. Like, I'll be like, I'm going to make coleslaw and then like, ooh, cilantro, I'm going to make something with that. Then like. Oh, I need limes, of course, and then like I'm just grabbing things randomly because like I want them in my head, and then they just kind of sit there, dude. And I always feel like <laughs> such an asshole about it. And that's also too where like the over inspiration becomes a curse because I yeah. go to the store and I'm like, cool, I-, I had ideas for like ten meals while I was out, so I got everything. So <laughs> <laughs> it often happens that I get most things for something, but not everything. For anything, so I have uh, like yep. enough for like six recipes, except one thing, one key ingredient is always missing. But that's how you ended up coming up with your signature sloppy Joe ramen. That's right. <laughs> Come on over for a, a can of manwich poured onto some ramen noodles. <laughs> Trust me, it's worse than it sounds. Yeah, it is. speaking of worst is there any aisle in the grocery store that just i'm talking about fucking grinds your gears just pisses you off to even think about uh you know okay so you know how a grocery store will often have this like mishmash section where it's like they've got like auto stuff and like uh, um, you know, I sports equipment and all sorts of weird shit. Like the uh, a, a grocery yep. store nearby that I go to has like it's it's auto supplies. They have fishing rods. 
and and all the dog and cat stuff all on the same aisle. I hate it. I it's cannot the weirdest stand fucking it. Aisle. I think that aisle should get canceled because that is also yes. my least favorite place <laughs> in a grocery store. We got to fucking cancel that junk aisle, man. I think that aisle should then, after getting canceled, start a tour called Cancelled or something and make a lot of money off of it. That's probably what would happen. It is true. <laughs> but I won't be going because I can't deal with that bullshit. Like, I want to go over there and get some, like, non-name brand stationery. Come on. Right. I'm going to get a quart of 10W30 that? that's, like, not Pinzol. It's always <laughs> yeah. just some, like, off-brand bullshit. <laughs> yeah. It is. It's always, like... Like, if you're going there for your auto needs, you're really hard up. Like, you're really hard up. <laughs> the thing is, is like, as much as I make fun of it, I have gone to that aisle in times of desperation. Oh, I have to just yes. come crawling 100%. back to it and be like, I need super glue. There's yeah. just, there's nowhere else to get it. So I have to go down here. <laughs> and I have definitely bought my fair share of like, um, I like power steering fluid and stuff like that. For like car emergencies back yeah. when I had old piece of shit car. That no, aisle I, I has that. bailed me out. I'm see, I'm here talking shit about it, but that aisle has had my back in my darkest hour you know several what? times. The most useless section to me is the frozen food aisle. Like I never get anything from it. You know what? Yeah. yeah. No, I don't either. I mean, I'll, I'll get like a couple of frozen veg items for certain things that I make, but okay. that's, yeah. that's basically that. it, man. Yeah, because like if you're doing like a good fried rice at home, you got to have those frozen diced carrots and peas. That's just a great item to have on hand. Okay. You okay. know? Yeah, I could see that. I could see also like ice cream or something, but like... Well, yeah, I have to have that, obviously. Yeah, but yeah, no, I, most of that is just useless to me. You know, you said that the beer aisle was one of your favorite choices. Yeah. Now, let me bring this up here, because we are, as we know, fancy boys. That's us. Uh-huh. We are fancy boys. We drink our our craft beers uh-huh. that are made by artisan hands That's right. and uh, free-range hops <laughs> that are uh, hops dairy-free. That never been caged. Exactly. They're just wild. We drink our fancy boar beer all the time. But I think people know we ain't above just slamming a big old six-pack or a suitcase we got from the dang old grocery store. Hey, beer-flavored beer's all right, baby. That's right. And thankfully, the beer uh, section has expanded beyond like Miller Lite Coors, Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Used to be back in the day, that's like all that the beer section was is like yeah. suitcases of Budweiser, and that's it. I, in fact, uh, um, uh, I forgot uh, I got a tattoo this uh, Saturday, and uh, our friend Monty works at, at Apothic Tattoo, and he and I were talking about how back in the day, back in like late nineties, early two thousands, like the best you could get would be like a Heineken or maybe a Guinness. Mm-hmm. Then like, like Newcastle was a big right. deal, but it was like eight bucks. So. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Now you, it, it really depends on the the place you go, but you you can get a lot of uh, good stuff in those. Beer Asheville's sections got it made, stores. dude. Man, yeah. Asheville fucking grocery store beer sections are paradise. Oh yeah, that's awesome. Amazing, dude. So if you're going to like a you know like a food city or something around here. What's a sixer you're smashing on? I actually do go to the food city around here uh, an awful lot, and it uh, has a pretty solid beer section. I, you know, um, one of my one of my go tos is a Dogfish Head Sequench Ale. I just yeah. love it. Think it's great. 
But uh, they, you know, they they also have uh, some other stuff like a high wire uh, double high pitch. That's some good stuff. Ooh, I've not had the double. I bet that's good. Yeah, solid man. Uh, you can also get uh, you know any number of things. They have, they have a, a moon pie uh, chocolate stout. Look at, out! Uh, and I've had it. it. If you like a moon pie, it's good. All right, all right. There's so many to choose from. Yeah, for sure. What about you? What are you grabbing? Man, if I'm at an average grocery around here, it is really amazing that we can snag Lagunitas products here. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. You point. can snag a, a super cluster, usually uh-huh. on the regular. That's yeah. a fantastic beer that will get you drunk. For sure, yes. Um, Maximus is one Maximus, we have. That Lagunitas sure. Maximus is so good. And even like the little something, a amazing. little something, mm-hmm. yeah. It's hard to beat a Lagunitas. That's true, and they, and they do have pretty wide distribution. They're pretty re- readily accessible at most grocery stores. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this is like also a nationwide thing, but at least here in the southeast, you can find Bell's Two Hearted pretty much everywhere. Oh yeah, actually, Bell's Two Hearted. I think I remember seeing that in L.A. a good bit too. I think they just have really good distribution of that. Yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. Good old stuff. Good old stuff. All right, man. Now let me ask you a question. Now, we can't agree on everything around here. We just, you know what? Who should be president? I don't know. Republicans, Democrats? I don't know. We can't agree on everything. Hey, including the way we think our grocery store should be laid out. Bam! Transition. (laughs) You know how the two of us are always like, maybe I'll vote Republican this time. That's, that's us for I sure. I mean, I hate the Maybe fucking Democrats, but goddamn, the Republicans can eat shit. <laughs> yeah, you and I are always talking about how we need to be more conservative. <laughs> it's a regular for topic sure. of conversation. Mm-hmm. And mm. I know that, you know, every person that runs for president is like, when I'm president, I'm going to make the produce aisle on the left when you walk in the front door versus Ooh. on the right. Oh, my God, we can't agree. Yeah. I, I, okay, so I'm glad you started there. That's what I need. I need to walk in and produce is on the right. It needs I'm to be a right, on the right side man. produce man too. It does. Yeah. If it's on the left, ugh, what are you doing? It's weird. It's what? weird when it's on the left. It's even worse when it's like, even though it's the entrance, the pro like it's like right across from the entrance, it's in the middle of the goddamn store. And you're like, That's wait, strange. what? Yeah. Where do I go from here? Uh-huh. It is really odd. I like to hit that produce section first yep. and then move on. But what, I'm supposed to start at the middle of the store? What are you, crazy? Choose a side already. God I damn it. I also hate when the beer section is in just like a random aisle in the middle somewhere. That happens. Yeah, yes. I hate when you have to like just walk up and you walk into this new store and you're like, where the hell are they putting the beer? I'll tell you what that's almost as bad as. This could go on my worst aisle uh, discussion as well. But whenever a grocery store does that thing where they lump all of the organic stuff in the whole store into one little section, including cold stuff, so there'll be like oh, yeah. a cooler with organic milk in the middle of an aisle. It's so weird. <laughs> it's so weird. I hate that, dude. Yeah, me too. Cancel that. Is just that. Ban ridiculous. that. Uh-huh. Yeah, that produce has to be on the right. I like mm-hmm. for the dairy and stuff to be on the left side. Yeah, but if it's I'll, on the back wall, that's okay too. Yeah, yeah. Your meat's always your meat needs to be in the back, right? Like that's where I you're like gonna meat go. in the back, dead center. I want to <laughs> see that butcher counter straight back. Put that meat in the back. We say mm, exactly. Quote, mm-hmm. quote quote us on that one. Quote us on that one. Put that meat that's in the right. back. 
That's just the right layout. I'm sorry, but that is the right way to do it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And you know, after that, I don't, I, you know, I don't have a, a ton of of worries about where each thing is, as long as they kind of go together. Like if the aisle is like cereal, and then on the other side they have like you know tortilla chips or something. It's like what the fuck is going on here? Yeah, you, that you, is a real fucking dick softener right there. Yeah. <laughs> You One thing that I, I really hate that like Publix does over here uh-huh. is that also I like the idea that like otherwise you're walking into the grocery store with Hard a fully erect penis. Yeah. 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 <laughs> they it's see like, you walking out without an erection and they're like, sir, what happened? What's wrong? <laughs> Was there a problem here, sir? I hate that whenever I walk into the grocery store, as I usually do, harder than a diamond in an ice storm. <laughs> So hard a cat couldn't scratch it. And then I see that, that one aisle's in the wrong spot. And I'm just like, oh. So hard a cat couldn't scratch it. That's, yeah. that's country as hell. Like you do when you go shopping, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but one thing that the Publix up here does that really pisses me off is that they have like a couple aisles of groceries and stuff. Then randomly they have like two aisles of like frozen food, and then it's back to more non cold oh, yes. groceries again. No, wrong. Do not do this. Do not do this. Do it's not so do wrong. this. Yeah, yeah. That's also the wrong layout. So yeah, yeah, I think we got some strong opinions about this. We stuff. do for sure, <laughs> as we should. God damn it. Yeah, and, and we, we also should. get erections when we walk in. That's not if an opinion. It's laid out correctly. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. And again, that's like I don't even think that's an opinion or a preference. That's just life. That's just a fact. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's just life, man. Now, in um, um, you know what the opposite of um, um, life is? Death. Huh? Ah, yes. What's the deadest supermarket? The deadest supermarket. Who, buddy? We have an Ingles nearby. Ingles. Um, is is a local southern chain and we have an Ingles nearby that i do not know how they stay in business oh yeah is yeah. it a front it, it may be a front it may be a drug front because i have never seen more than like 10 people in there now the Ingles that was in morristown was always like the fancy boy yeah. grocery mm-hmm. over there yep it was definitely the fancy store that uh that location has always creeped me out too because and even to this day as long as that store has existed, they like exclusively hire like pretty sixteen-year-old girls, and that's oh, it. that is creepy. It's weird. It's like also, that's always how it's been. It's also near the Evil Dead House. It's near the Evil Dead House. That's yeah, it right. is. And that was the best place to get beer in the late nineties because they had yep. stuff like St. Pauli Girl and Pete's Wicked Ale. I was gonna say, I think the first yeah. place I ever got a Pete's Wicked Ale was at that Ingles. They were uh-huh. ahead of the curve, man. Ahead of the curve. <laughs> this is very specific, so I'm sure everybody listening is like, I have also had this experience. I'll tell you, there's of- heads nodding in cars just yeah. all over the place right now. They're I was like, at yeah, that Evil too. Dead House Ingles. <laughs> <laughs> Pete's Wicked Ale, right, right. 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 They had a <laughs> they had a video store across the street that had porn. I remember. So, really? Yeah, yeah. Because that that wasn't common here at all for a video no. store to have porn. Yeah. Nope, nope, nope. Not at all, man. Okay, so you're saying that's probably the deadest one that you know of. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, Ingles. I don't know. It, I think at, you're right. At a certain point here in the South, Ingles was a, a fancier grocery store because it, it had like a wider variety. But then everybody else caught up. 
mm-hmm. and they didn't really keep up with everybody else after that. Now, what do you know about a grocery store chain that died and then came back? <laughs> you talking about Earth Fair? Talking about Earth Fair, dude. <laughs> it did. I didn't know this that it came back. Actually, didn't know. Honestly, I didn't know it died because don't Out we have one either, here no. in Knoxville that's been? In- I think there's still one. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like there was. There's one here that was always in operation or something, but it died for a while and came back in 2020. It's a zombie, zombie grocery. Yeah. Wow. What about that, huh? Yeah. I'm gonna say the deadest uh, grocery store is probably Win Dixie. Win Dixie does that still exist? It might still exist. I, I don't think there's any around here anymore. But that no, used to be yeah. like the joint around yeah, here because, it did. of course, you want to shop at a grocery store that proclaims its proud Southern heritage, Ugh. like Win Dixie. Jesus, man! <laughs> Yikes. Oh, uh-huh. what if eventually, though, there's like this huge campaign to like resurrect Win Dixie and it's all like the South will rise again. Win Dixie. <laughs> oh, no, that sounds honestly, that sounds like somebody is probably planning that in the future. That's like, probably happening. right? They now. took yeah. away our Win Dixie. What about our heritage? <laughs> they don't even want us to shop with pride no more. <laughs> what about our history? <laughs> Kids don't know history no more because they ain't Winn-Dixies. <laughs> they took down the statues of the Confederates, and they also got rid of Winn-Dixie. What are we, just erasing history now? <laughs> that does, what the I mean, fuck? I can see somebody getting behind that. And I think I know people that would get behind yeah, that. Absolutely. 100%. We all do. I first. wish this was funnier. I wish it was I funnier. I wish it was not as like plausible. But I know. it is. We are living in the worst metaverse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For sure. Now, Steve, I spent some time in a grocery store known as a Walmart. Oh, yeah. You worked there, didn't you? I was a working there. That was my first gerb, and I was out in the lawn and garden, but I would frequently sub out as a cashier up front whenever they needed help up okay. there. So I have a little bit of experience in the grocery business myself. What about oh, yeah? you? Uh, no, I've never, I've never worked in the grocery business. I assume you got some pretty wild stories, though. Too much grocery business. That's my favorite <laughs> Misfit song. Grocery business. Grocery business. Uh-huh. Well, you know, working in a grocery store, there's some there's some tales what get told around that place from yeah. people about crazy stuff that happened. Um, I usually didn't have anything too too terribly wild going on, um, but there were some funny stories of of stuff that happened there at the Walmart. Uh, there was apparently a time, and it's it's kind of funny, but it's kind of sad, honestly, <laughs> where. Like, somebody that I knew that worked there was in the break room this one day, which is, like, at the back of the store. Like, you have to go through, like, the hallway, back behind layaway, and Uh find the break room to get there and stuff. And, like, some customer, like, ran in the break room and is just like, where's the bathroom? Where's the bathroom? (laughs) Oh, no. It's an emergency. I bet. And so, like, a couple people, like, you know, yelled and told him, like, oh, you got to go about this way and go down this hall whatever. And so the guy, like, bolts off. Another friend of mine was at the the cardboard compactor there, which okay. it could be the scene of a grisly murder. As yeah, learned. which we'll talk about in a little bit. Mm-hmm. And he was back there like, crushing some boxes, and this guy like runs up, and he's just like, "Where's the fucking bathroom?" And he said, like, as he's asking him this, the guy is like actively shitting in his pants. Oh no! Oh like, no! Run, 
running down the legs, oh. pooping the shoes, Ooh. whole nine yards, man. Ooh, like buddy. just having a bad, bad way. If you got yeah. to poop in the shoe, your day's not going good. No, it's not. It is not. Damn. I bet that dude was flaccid as hell in the grocery store <laughs> leading up to that for sure. I hope so. Actually, I hope he was flaccid as hell because if he was <laughs> shitting himself fully erect, <laughs> I got questions. <laughs> I'd just run. If that's what yeah. I saw, I would just run away. Just run away. <laughs> Nothing is going to happen job. here. Just I'd never come back. I don't want to be <laughs> yeah, here. Leave town. You know, <laughs> Shoot myself to the moon. Yeah. And the guy like ran away and it was like squishing in his shoes and stuff. Oh. Pretty pretty sad. That guy probably had the worst day ever, but it is kind of funny to think about. <laughs> it is. Yes, it is funny to think about. <laughs> <laughs> you got any good tales of the grocery biz? Um, well, I had this okay. I've had some weird uh experiences in grocery stores, but this one's probably the weirdest, and I actually caught it on video, and I've been holding it back for the appropriate time to like tell the story and, and post oh, shit. the video. So I'll post this video. I was um, rounding the corner on an aisle, and just as I came around the corner, almost like exactly like in it, a gray balloon just floated out like, like hey, peekaboo. Uh-oh. And it just kind of like was slowly moving toward me. And I pulled out my phone and started filming it. And it just like slowly moved toward me and went right past me and then took a left. What? It, it's insane. It is insane. I don't fuck? know what happened. I don't know what but happened. But it didn't, it didn't like float away to the ceiling. Like it was as if it was being carried by a g- 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 ghost. Yeah. 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 Like, like, uh, like gray Pennywise. It was a gray balloon. So it was like a gray Pennywise. Like the most boring clown. What the fuck? <laughs> it was weird as hell. <laughs> that is so bizarre. And yeah. this is also weird too because you're watching this getting freaked out while you're also like hard as a rock in a grocery store. Yeah. Well, and I mean, it actually, honestly made me a little bit harder. Wow. Just a little bit harder. Yeah. yeah. A little yeah. just surge of adrenaline, huh? Uh-huh. I was a wreck for more than four hours. I called my physician. She was <laughs> like, leave me alone. I'm idea. at home. Just, <laughs> I guess, jerk off to that balloon. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. I don't know. That is so weird. It is. Now, I, I do know what happened. Um, And, like, the thing is, watching it, I didn't know what was happening until the exact end. So, I won't ruin it for anybody. But okay. the, at the end of the video, you're like, oh, okay, I, I see. Why did it move in that pattern? But okay. <laughs> oh, it was, a gov- it was a government weather balloon. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, shit, it was gray. It may have been a fucking alien. Could have been an alien, yeah. They look like balloons, turns out. Turns out. That's just what they do, man. Yeah. You have any more wow. weird grocery store stories? I think that's about all of them that I can think of, honestly. I know I'm forgetting something probably really stupid that happened at some point, but yeah, I think that's the majority. <laughs> Just people shitting in the shoes, stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that can't be beat, honestly. What would you, you know, follow that up with? <laughs> what could I come up with that would be better? I don't know. Yeah, good Well, point. I look forward to hearing your all's tales of the grocery over on our Facebook group. Oh, yeah. Uh, it is the let place to hang out. Yeah, let us know, you know, uh, your your weird grocery stories or maybe if you worked and 
somebody shitting their shoes or whatever. Let us know. <laughs> shitting somebody else's shoes. Now, Maybe. That would be interesting. Hey, who knows? That could have happened, man. Uh, also, too, if you're one of those produce on the left people, just fuck right off. <laughs> Hard stance, you know? Hard fucking stance. I'm yeah. telling you. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's tough to say that out loud, but it is the right thing to it, say. It, you know, it's the right thing to do. You're doing the right thing. That's right. Now, Steve, the topic of our show today is none other than Interder from 1989. Uh Although this movie feels more like a 1984-85. Like it does feel that way, yeah. This Um, doesn't feel like this came out by the time we'd had like how fucking many Friday the Thirteenth movies and Elm Street movies. Like this just seems older than 89 to me. It does. It does look a little bit older than 89. Um, that may be, though, because I, I think the grocery store is supposed to be in the Midwest, and maybe they're trying to reflect Midwest fashion. And, you know, fashion's always a l- little bit behind. Or mm-hmm. it was back then. Now, it, it's it's you can get whatever. Anytime. They've caught up in Iowa. Yeah. It's known. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, maybe that's what they were going for. Not sure. Well, the first time that I watched this flick was a day that I was at home, I was alone, and I was sickly. I was a sickly man. Okay. And uh, Kate was at work, and I was like, I'm just going to lay around and watch horror movies all day. I remember I watched Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Oh, I watched uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I think for the first time. Okay. And just randomly, I was kind of scrolling through, and I was like... What the fuck is this movie right here? It's like it says it has Bruce Campbell in it, and it, it describes itself as a slasher in a grocery store. I was okay. like, this is gonna be some flaming hot bullshit, and I put <laughs> it on, and I had such a fun fucking time watching this movie that whenever Kate got home from work, I was like, dude, I watched this movie that you're you're just gonna have to watch because it was around the time of year when we were about to do one of our. Um, our cheap, shitty, grindhouse, grind-out, fake movie trailer competitions. Oh, okay. Yeah. And um, I watched this movie, and I was like, this has so many ideas that are like stuff that we would put into our, our yeah. you know, stupid, cheap movies. And uh, we watched it, I think, again that night. I want to say that I watched it twice in like a day. And uh, it's just kind of become a regular favorite because of how fucking stupid it is. This is one of those fun movies to, to show people because not a lot of people that I know have seen this flick or heard of this flick. Yeah. And it's just a fun one to sit down and watch with people. Now, the first time I watched it, I sat down and watched it with the Screaming Chat crew. And oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, listen, we're haters. Haters. Hate, 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 haters. hate, hate. If you're putting it in the context of the Screaming Chat, we're going to hate it. Hating um, on it. Damn. Not, not always. Sometimes we're won over by a movie. Sometimes that happens. This was not like one of those Avatar. times. Avatar. Yes, Avatar. Can't wait mm-hmm. for the sequel. Woo, finally. <laughs> Been just begging for it. Um, <laughs> but no, we watched it, and I think, you know, we'll talk about the pacing issues, but I think because there's not a kill for 32 minutes, everybody was just bored most of the time. But we all did enjoy the kills. So Yeah. Yeah, but I, I remember being bored. Watching it again... Yeah, I mean, there's there's enough to keep it interesting, but it it's still like it, it's kind of a boring thirty two minutes up to that point. But then after that, it kind of it takes off. Yeah, yeah, it does. And and I will say, I'm gonna like fluff this movie up a lot because it is like really really fun to me. But I will say up front, like the biggest problem with this movie 
is that that pacing. Like you said, it's, yeah. it's how long into the movie that you get the first kill? 32 minutes is when they kill Rene Estevez. <laughs> and this is a pretty short movie. It's like an hour 27, 27 something yeah, like that. So- yeah, you're that's you're, like a third of the movie that's bloodless. Yes, you're so you're so far in at that point. But then it re- yeah, it, you get a lot in succession there, like a whole bunch mm-hmm. of kills. But then oh, yeah. at about fifty eight minutes, you don't get another kill for almost twenty minutes. So Yeah. Just yeah, just a lot of pacing issues. Though with that whole twenty minutes is kind of the chase scene and stuff and uh there's there's stuff happening. But it, yeah, so it's not boring, but it's just like kind of wish the the kills started earlier and were a little more spread out, a little more lead into them or something. Totally, yeah, because therefore a, a section of the movie it is just like kill, kill on top kill, of kill. kill, yeah, and it's great. Uh, They're fucking awesome. It is. Yeah. Oh, definitely. So, man, and and honestly, even in that section of the movie, that's kind of like the best part of the flick. It'll give you like a really awesome kill. And then it's just like, now let's check up on everybody. Okay, well, she's yep. over here uh, stocking the shelves. All right, now yep. let's go over here. He's putting the beer in the cooler. All right, now this person's over here yep. putting uh, price stickers on stuff, and Produce Joe is jamming. Okay, anyway, here's another kill. Now let's check in on everybody yep. again. <laughs> See what everybody's up to. Produce Joe's still jamming. He's jamming, dude. Now, that's kind of the thing with this. It's like, you know, you got this downtime where it's just kind of like checking in on the characters, but... It does kind of help us develop the characters a little bit. And that's oh, something yeah. that, you oh. know, la- last week's movie, uh, Friday 13th Part 7, we talked about for having a lot of problems with a lot of the kills not being creative and yeah. a lot of the characters being completely forgettable. And I feel like this movie is kind of showing it how that could have been done. But much like Friday the 13th Part 7, this was butchered originally. Like, you know, because as we said, Friday the 13th Part 7 originally had these cool kill, kills, but the MPAA yeah. made them cut them. Well, the original version that was released of this was like five minutes shorter and almost all the good gore was cut out. Oh, really? God, yeah, this yeah. movie would be like worthless without the kills. Exactly. Yeah. We're What we're getting to see now is the director's cut, the unrated cut that has, you know, fucking bandsaw uh, through the middle of the head and the, you know, compactor crushing head and all the yeah. great... Yeah just gore that K and B put together. By the way, K and B did the effects for this. Like awesome. Greg Nicotero, maybe you've heard of him. Yeah. Maybe you've heard of Nicotero. Yeah. Like this is, this is just this weird confluence of people early on in their careers that, I mean, we're talking about Sam Raimi. Um, uh, uh, Lawrence Bender is one of the the story by and a producer credit. He, yeah. Lawrence Bender, three Huge. years after this, would uh, produce Reservoir Dogs and every single Quentin Tarantino movie after except for uh, Death Proof. That's insane. It is insane. Yeah, this is his first produ- production credit. And after, like just a few years later, he would be uh, stepping onto a rocket ship, basically. That is so wild, man. Yeah, and then, yeah, as I said, KMB, they're gigantic. Um, director Scott Spiegel has never, has never hit, like, huge, but he's had a lot of work. So he's, he's this is his first directing and, and, and writing, or not writing credit, but directing credit, because he wrote on Evil Dead 2. Oh, and, okay, right. Yeah, he, he's, he worked with Raimi before this, so that's kind of why Raimi and, and Bruce Campbell and Ted, Ted Raimi are all in this. 
And this movie definitely reeks of Raimi. Like, when you point out the Evil Dead connections and everything, you can really start to see why there's so much, you know, obviously fun, wacky stuff, and some of the camera work and all that that we'll talk about later, too. uh You can definitely smell Raimi all over this thing. For sure. And and it's, um, you know, it's kind of... uh they, they, you know, it's all shot in two weeks, all shot on, uh, like the, the leftover ends of, of film, film reels. Like when other bigger productions shot and didn't need the rest of the film, they, they then bought that film to shoot on. Wow. Like, kind of a, that's some rock. shit that kind of like keeping it cheap, doing it yeah. yourself on the lowest budget possible. That's all Raimi. I mean, looking at the, uh, deaths and knowing that the budget is $130,000 is like, fuck that's, that's it that's amazing did a great job wow i would never would have thought it would be that low budget yeah yeah it's real low um damn you know a lot a lot of what happened with this is basically that it it got ruined in distribution like they they cut as i said a whole bunch of the the gore and stuff that sucks but then they also changed the name it's it was originally called night crew which was the title of scott spiegel one of scott spiegel's like shorts that he made which was uh you know this night crew in a grocery store and they were being stalked more like by like a michael myers type of character okay um and so the title was supposed to be night crew but the distribution, that's a much better name way better distribution wanted something more generic uh, because they thought that would sell better, <laughs> but that's so stupid, dude. Because a, Intruder doesn't tell you shit. Like if I just saw the name no Intruder, sense. I would assume it was like maybe a home invasion movie. Yeah, and, and, and like also, the killer isn't an intruder. He works there. No, in yeah. fact, he owns the place. Like he's, <laughs> he's the least intruder there. <laughs> that's true. He is yeah. not intrudy whatsoever yeah he was already there and um as you mentioned at the end of the episode last week the movie was ruined by the movie poster which just showed the killer okay the poster for this is ridiculously bad it's so fucking terrible man and then like if you look on imdb now there's like a redesigned poster that they made that's maybe even worse yeah Mm -hmm. it just reveals it even more clearly, I think. Like, yeah, it's... But it's weird because, like, it, it's, you know, uh, spoilers for this fucking movie, if you haven't seen it. It's like right. a, it's a shock <laughs> who the main killer is. But it's like a distorted version of his face that I think is kind of echoing the shot later in the movie where it's his face being distorted by that bottle that he's standing behind. Right, but he's the only person in the movie with a mustache. Yeah, so who the fuck else could <laughs> who it, be? Would it be? But then yeah. also, in that new poster, there's like this... Like, black zombie-looking figure, too? What? And it's like, what the fuck is that? Um, it looks like a zombie wearing rags. Like, I don't even know what the <laughs> fuck that has to do with anything. Maybe that's a cutscene. Um, Maybe, man. I, I, I don't think, know, but... Like, it's a it's a kind... Not really a whodunit, I don't think. Like I know, it's like, is it kind of Giallo-ish? It is Giallo-ish, I, but I think that's true of, like... 80s slashers in general they were taking totally. something from from giallo but i it, it it doesn't make sense because the entire time the only person you suspect is the abusive ex-boyfriend there's no one else to suspect so it's, well he's also going really out of his way to be creepy and shady as fuck the entire movie <laughs> he's the absolute he's not helping worst. his case 
Yeah, he's a piece of shit. And then by the end, if I guess we're supposed to cheer for him? I don't know. <laughs> oh, no, he's getting arrested. The guy who's a convicted murderer that we saw fucking hitting his girlfriend and stuff. Yeah. Oh, no, he's getting arrested. Yeah, dude, I mean, <laughs> the way in which uh, a an abusive ex-boyfriend coming into a, uh, her place of work and, and attacking her and everyone else is just kind of brushed aside... <laughs> He's yeah. <laughs> like ridiculous. Yeah, it's like, don't worry about that. He's here to save the day. I mean, at one point, uh, Renee Esteves is, uh, what's her name? Linda. Linda, uh, she comes up after uh, the, the main character, Jen, has been attacked by her boyfriend and found out in a month she's lo- losing her job. She comes up and says, everything all right? <laughs> or uh, she she says something like that. Or like, are you okay? Are you okay? Maybe. <laughs> And, Maybe uh, not. In general, Jen, I think says not really, and it's like, yeah, How, what? Like, what a stupid question? <laughs> yeah, because she's basically having the worst night ever. Because the basic plot of this movie is, yeah, she's working night shift at a grocery store. She finds out the store is being sold; that they're going to lose their jobs. Also, her psycho ex boyfriend is there creeping on everybody. And then people start getting murdered after the customers clear out and they're doing all the night stalking and all that kind of shit. Yeah. That's basically the movie. It's really simple. It's a it really is. fucking yeah. simple plot. It is. And and it's it's a cool premise. Um, and I, you know, I, I think a, a grocery store massacre, like a slasher in a grocery store is fun. Um, I mean, dude, you just came up with a fucking better title. Grocery, like, grocery store, massacre? store Massacre. Absolutely. Better title. That would be better, man. <laughs> I think that, what did you say? It was Night Night Crew? Night Crew, yeah. That's that a good title. That title. That's and it's a horror great. title, right? Because it's got the name Night in it. Like, Yeah, exactly. People are going to get it. You give it a, a box art that makes it clear it's a horror. Like, people, people will rent that. I came up with a couple other possible titles for this movie, I'm too. Excited. That I think could have been better. What you got? What do you think about milk, eggs, and dad? <laughs> what do you think about that? How about milk, eggs, and deadly? I mean, that's good too, I guess. No, because it's closer to dairy. But I get what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was going for br- like bread. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, milk, eggs, and dad. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Why did I get think dairy? You already said milk. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> milk and dairy. I like milk it. and dairy. Get them both. What about if we called it grocery shopping? <laughs> okay, because that's a pretty gross. I mean, yeah, a, a squished head, a cut in half head, uh, pretty gross. Knife if you to ask the me. head, whole lot mm-hmm. of head stuff. A lot of head trauma in this movie. That's yeah, true. that's true. Um, I also have um, gross surgery list. <laughs> Because it's like grocery, but it's like surgery, too. Gross surgery list. That's good. I, uh, yeah. No, I, I think that one's not going to play well with um, <laughs> anybody. But yeah, it's... <laughs> be hard to Google work. that. Yeah. It's definitely it's it's going to piss your phone off. It's better than Intruder, I'll say. It's still better. That's yeah. the thing, you know? <laughs> All right. What about this one? Departments gore. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah? yeah de- it's not a department store. Gore. It's it, it kind of like cool. Chopping Mall, right? That would be a better title for that, yeah, because this isn't a department store. It's a grocery store. Oh, yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. It's Good a point. gross surgery store. Gross surgery store. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's being a surgeon. 
by killing yeah, he them. is surgeoning. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, the last one that I have here, actually, I think is just totally a better title for this. You could at least just call it the Night Shift Stalker. Sure. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. There are a ton of better titles than Intruder. Yeah, because honestly, like th- that title doesn't fucking tell you anything. There's nope. nothing and- about that that sounds interesting or sounds like it would be anything different. I mean, honestly, just the, the location of this alone, where it's like, okay, it's not at a camp. It's not at a resort or whatever. It's not at some teen getaway. It's at a grocery store. Like and That's what's you, making this unique. Do you ever associate the verb intrude with a grocery store? Like, no. Who intrudes on a grocery store? I, <laughs> what? Yeah, I, I, I like the thing would be you name it intruder to nod to the abusive ex as the killer. But if yeah, you do yeah. that and then put the fucking killer on the poster, you've not done anything. It's massively confusing. Yeah. So stupid. <laughs> Isn't it like in the trailer too? I want to say in the original trailer, it ends yep. with the manager guy who turns yep. out being the killer going, I'm just crazy about this store yep. or whatever. Like yeah. it's in the fucking trailer. Yeah. They Why really spoil this? just fucked it up there. <laughs> just totally fucked it up. Now, what about that wily manager, Bill and the rest of this cast of characters here? Like, I think yeah. it's definitely one of the strongest points about this movie that it has some characters that are, I think a bit more memorable than your average slasher fodder, Absolutely. especially yeah. like more than, you know, Friday 13th part seven that we just did yes. last week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, I think uh, Dan Hicks who plays bill is great. He does an amazing awesome. job when he's supposed to be crazy. He's, he's very convincing. Um, then Elizabeth Cox is, you know, she's our final girl. I, I don't think her performance like, uh, is meant to be particularly strong. Like she's, mm-hmm. we're supposed to see her as a damsel in distress. Cause like we see her being abused by her ex and then later being chased by this, this manager trying to kill her. And, but and then you get that very romantic story at the end where, you know, she's a damsel in distress that gets saved by a, her, an abusive, abusive murderer. Ex, right. Um, <laughs> cool. But, but watching her in those scenes where he's being abusive toward her, she plays them well. She does a real yeah. good job of like just trying to keep her distance and like trying to keep a neutral face. Like she she's obviously like done some or maybe you know uh, hopefully not had experience with a, an abusive person because like they like it seems like she knows she's got to walk on eggshells with him. So like mm-hmm. the way she's playing it is that everything needs is going to be scrutinized by him so she has to be like very like flat and very like c- like uh curt with him mm-hmm. yeah yeah she does a fine job man she as does. does uh what's her name renee estevez no uh, no that's elizabeth cox renee estevez is the one the first person who gets killed yeah yeah yeah. i'm saying she does a good job in this too I think. oh yeah 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 she uh she was in sleepaway camp too so we yeah we talked about it. she's also in the heathers this year the same year as intruder it's like, oh really? I, yeah, so he's in Heather's, and it's like, uh, you know, maybe you don't talk about Intruder that year. <laughs> well, you know, maybe, yeah. yeah, yeah. We need to do Heather's. I can't believe we've not done oh, that yet. Fuck yeah, amazing movie. It's a weird movie, man. Who's yes. um, who's the stoner guy with floppy hair? Uh, oh, that's uh, Surfer Paul Dano, <laughs> or Hollister model, Hollister model Hollister model Breckenmeyer. 
It's one of those two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's totally either one of those. Yeah. That's exactly it, man. <laughs> but uh, no, that's that's uh, Bub, and uh, he's played by Burr Steers, who... <laughs> Burr Steers. Burr Steers. <laughs> Burr Steers. <laughs> there should be like a game where you have to like eat an entire spoonful of peanut butter and then say his name as clearly as you can. <laughs> But he is well known as the flock of seagulls guy in Pulp Fiction. That's goddamn right he is. But he also is a a writer-director now, and he wrote and directed uh, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies pretty recently. Oh, shit. Yeah. So he went from Surfer Paul (laughs) Dano. He went from Surfer Paul Dano to, like, legit career. So that's cool. That's awesome. Um, who else we got? Oh, we got some, I, I assume just, uh, you know, sort of Sam Raimi inside jokes because he loved the Three Stooges. So we have Emil Sitka, who was in a bunch of Three Stooges shorts. Yeah. Um, he's in there and he says one of his famous lines, the uh, hold hold hand, lovers, hold hands you two or whatever. I don't remember what he says. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's that yeah. old man at the beginning whose like, bag rips apart and he's very rude or weird. Like I, I hadn't even made the connection with Raimi and the Three Stooges stuff because he is always sneaking Stooges yeah, stuff into yeah, his work. Yeah, he's a huge fan. Uh, that makes uh, sense. And then the two old police officers that show up were uh, in Green Acres. Awesome. Yeah, so that, that's cool. I mean, he's got some, some little nods to... Of things, but uh, yeah, you know, everybody else, uh, as we've said, Sam Raimi, Sam Raimi is in this. Um, mm-hmm. not Bruce Campbell's in this, <laughs> sure, kind of, kind of, um, but yeah, not Sam Raimi, not known for his acting, but I think he does a good job. And then Ted Raimi, who's uh, a fucking cartoon character in this, but dude, Ted Raimi is a fucking treasure as yeah. Produce Joe. Yep. Produce Joe, who just like... Does his character ever talk the entire movie? He does, when um, the guy who likes Jen comes back and tells him that, like, the uh, Craig, the abusive ex-boyfriend, was there. Uh-huh. He says that, like, uh, he kicked Craig's ass or something, which is obviously a lie. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, otherwise no, he's, he's just jamming to his Walkman, listening da, to that da, same da, song the entire da, movie. Da, 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 da. <laughs> it's some like cheesy generic ass shit, yeah. but he is just delighted uh, over there in his produce dungeon. <laughs> yeah, he's loving it. He is just loving it. And, and yeah, like I, that is kind of part of the joke is that he's always on his headphones, so he doesn't notice anything going on and doesn't really participate. Like whenever they all find out they're getting fired in a month. He's still in the back working, and one of the guys comes back and says, Just lost your job, Joe. Oh, yeah. He doesn't even hear him. <laughs> I love those Ramies, dude. They're so fucking good. Yeah. Who do you think would win in an all-out brawl? Are you going with the Howard brothers, Ron and Clint, or are you sidling <laughs> up to some Ramies? Who's who's your money going towards you? All right, I'm going to throw a, a third uh, tag team into this and make it a tables, ladders, chairs match. Uh, and put the Cohen brothers in there. <laughs> oh my god, man! Yeah. Let's just. I see. bet the Cohens. I'll tell you what. I bet they're gonna get ruled out on a technicality because they'll be like, they'll be like standing outside of the ring, just kind of like intellectualizing stuff the yeah, whole yeah. time. I see them just getting counted out. They're like, no, oh, wait, man. what? That's huh? gonna be part of the fun. That's their heel stuff. They, you remember the oh. genius? Remember the genius back in I the do. day who would pretend like mm-hmm. he was smarter? They're out there pretending they're smarter than everybody. Then, uh-oh, tapped on the shoulder. 
Here comes Clint Howard with a haymaker. <laughs> Old Rughead himself. Old Rughead himself. You lose the match, you lose your movies, he might say. Yeah, whoever wins gets credit for everybody else's movies. <laughs> Those are high stakes, man. Fuck that is a high stakes match right there. See, like I see the Raimis having all kinds of like fun like tie-up moves that they could do together. Oh, like, yeah, they, for sure. Almost like the, 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 the Dudley boys and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I I'm think they have some wily, some wily maneuvers together. Those uh-huh. Howards, though, man, I think they got those those Midwestern street smarts, huh? That's right. Yeah, they're brawlers. I they're think brawlers. they fight real wholesome, though. Like they like do. Bob Backlund, you know, they're definitely the faces in this for sure. For sure, everybody's for sure, man. cheering for them. Maybe even when they go like really rough, they just go to like straight pugilist kind of style boxing moves. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I think they're very traditional. Uh huh. They're like fight like a man. <laughs> but then I think just like how Bob Backlund would like lose his shit on people, I see Clint Howard being that guy. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like he's he opie up to a it. point, and then it gets it gets scary. Woo, man! Yeah. <laughs> That's a match I would like to see for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there are a few characters that are like kind of thin. There's a handsome handsome man that was just like, <laughs> oh. uh Main final girl is like into this guy. Maybe they will end up together. Like, there's right. nothing really to that guy other than like he's a potential love interest. That's kind of it, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's it. He just basically is like, "Hey, I noticed your uh, abusive ex is here. What if I kiss you?" <laughs> and she's like, "Actual dialogue." <laughs> giggle, giggle, giggle. And then the guy in the beer <laughs> section is like, "Oh, I'm gonna jerk off to this." Yeah, he, he's weird. definitely just cranking it over there watching this. That's a little bit, a little bit strange. Huh? It is <laughs> a little bit weird, but you know, it's like he's only got so much to do because that is his job is to stock the beer, that's and that's all, all he, does. he does. He stocks beer, and when it shows the beer how it's stocked, it's like this is terrible. Like yeah, he's not, it's not done well good. at all. So no. Is he just back there drinking the whole time? I want that job. <laughs> He's got it made, dude. <laughs> he does. He does. And it's okay that some of these characters are sort of thin because they all get murdered in really fantastic ways. Uh, I think the manager characters have some depth. I mean, obviously, the killer is the killer, and he's got a whole lot of stuff going to him. But the other manager, like, they, there's, like, a clear dynamic between the two of them. Like, he's mm-hmm. clearly the money man, and he may have taken advantage of Bill in some way because Bill says it's 5149, their ownership. Like, there's there's definitely, like, a backstory to them that they don't fully tell that, I don't know, I, I was intrigued by what's going on because, like, you know, when he, he like, kind of forces him to sign the contract and then Bill leaves and slams the door and that picture of the two of them falls, like... Yeah. There's like this, there's like a, maybe a friendship that used to be and business got in the way. Like there, there's some depth to that relationship. Um, we need a prequel. I'm pretty sure. For sure. Yes. Well, I mean, okay. Technically there is a prequel sort of because Uh the same story that Bill tells Bill Roberts is told in raising Arizona and Bill Roberts is mentioned. That is so fucking crazy, and I'm dying to know what that, how that happened. Like, what is the connection? Well, Again, I mean, here's the, the Coen brothers sneaking in here with a fucking flying elbow right here in this movie. Right, exactly. That, that's uh, the Coen brothers, of course, as you remember, worked on Evil Dead. 
They're friends That's with right. Sam yeah, Raimi. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just saying there is a shared universe between Raising Arizona and Intruder. Dude, and you're and, telling the story about like the guy walking down the road holding the head and eating his yeah, sandwich yeah, with the, the other he, hand. Yeah, or whatever. Sandwich, yeah, head in one hand, sandwich in the other. Um, and we find out that Bill Roberts is a mother scratcher. So don't know what that means, but it <laughs> apparently leads to to murder. It must, you know, you scratch your mother, <laughs> then might as well yeah. murder. So we do have kind of a prequel. How about his motivations and stuff too? <laughs> I don't know what they are at all. Yeah, yeah. So, (laughs) like, honestly, if it got to that point where it's like, why did you do this? If he would have been like, because we're in a movie, (laughs) chase scene, it would have made just as much sense. Because, like, okay, I get the idea that he cares about this store and the time he's put into it, and the and the young employees that are working there, and depending on the money, I get that he cares about them and wants to protect them. So he's gonna like. Kill his long-term partner right. to keep the store open. It's like, okay, there's a little bit of uh, logic there, I guess. But I mean, he kills a, Linda before that. Top. Yeah. <laughs> Linda's his first what? kill. Why? I didn't even think about that. Yeah, she dies before he kills the manager. Yep. So why would he do that? I mean, it's like, oh, it's all the set-up abusive guy or whatever. It's like, right. okay, why? I get, yeah. <laughs> so like, why? Yeah, why set up the abusive guy? I mean, like, okay, if he's trying to protect the kids, why kill them? If, yeah. <laughs> if it's really just that he's angry and he is normally murderous, uh, that that. That makes more sense. Like, if they had not given us any hint at a motivation, it would have been better. Okay. Now, hear me out. Listen to this. This might make sense of it. Okay. Think about his motivations here. He's like, all right, these young people working at this store, they're relying on this income so they can pay their bills. They got to pay off their their car payment, their student loans, their rent, whatever, right? Their avocado toast. Their avocado toast, all the things that are keeping them in the hole, as we know. (laughs) What if his entire idea is, hey, you don't have to pay no bills if you ain't alive. Whoa. So he's like, this is compassion. This is, yeah, this this is me mercy. doing you a favor. Yeah. yeah, exactly. How are you ever going to find a, another job and survive in 1989? It was so <laughs> hard. Houses were like 60,000 bucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is also kind of like current america logic to be like you can't afford to live die die <laughs> go ahead and die then yeah he was yeah. just a little bit ahead of the curve he was seeing how things were gonna go eventually oh for sure yeah <laughs> so but, yeah yeah i think that's why he did it it's just you know to save them from the torture of having to pay bills it just makes sense that's sweet of him actually now you know what he did a good job that was real nice of him Think about those poor characters that didn't get murdered in this movie and all the bills oh, they got to pay that, after this. Ew. Well, they're going to jail. So, <laughs> this either movie, way, free ride. <laughs> this movie hates cops for sure. Like I know, right? It's totally and, an ACAB movie. I mean, hey, I'm with them. Uh, but like the way they present cops is just absolutely useless. Everybody talks about them being useless. And then at the end, they arrest the victims. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> It's not good. No, not good at all. But, <laughs> but one, one of them is Bruce Campbell, and he's really yeah. handsome. So, you know, yeah. that's good, right? Yep, I guess so. <laughs> A-cab, all cops are Bruce. Oh, that's true. I hope not. Honestly. <laughs> what, if it's, 
All you know what? All Campbells are Bruce. All Campbells are every single Campbell. Their actual name is Bruce. Bruce. If you know someone with the last name Campbell, call them by their proper name. They have to give you a wish. There you go. Also, mm-hmm. chins large. <laughs> True. All of them. All of them. Yep. <laughs> And, of course, he keeps them people from paying their bills in all sorts of spectacular ways. Because yeah. the kills in this are so fucking fun and creative. Uh-huh. And it's like, I can even, you know, again, it kind of reminds me of, like, whenever we would do our, our stupid little grindhouse trailers and stuff, where we would just be like, okay, we're doing a camping thing. What kind of different ways could people get killed? Uh, right. What all's around a campsite that could murder people? It's as if like they really just looked at the setting of, okay, we're going to be in a grocery store. What all could kill you in a grocery store? And you can tell yeah. they just had so much fun being like, well, there's the box crusher in the back. Uh-huh. There's the band saw get your fucking for head cutting smashed up, in. Uh, me, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's like there's all kinds of deadly things in there that they had fun with, and they didn't just do normal old stabbings and stuff. Now, Although, even when there is a stabbing... Yeah. It's a company with something fun. He gets stabbed and beer sprays behind him. That's just, just fun. Okay, that is fun. Um, okay, so well, it's interesting to me that this guy, he, he's he's out a-killing, etc. But throughout this whole time, he's also removing body parts. Like, he puts an eye in an olive jar. <laughs> no, no, no idea why. No idea when, what the point is. He cuts off some feet to put them in a bathroom stall to make it look like somebody might be in there for some reason. Uh Uh-huh. He cuts off a hand. Reason's unclear. He cuts off a hand and wraps it up like it's a steak. (laughs) He puts, uh, is it another hand in the lobster tank? Yeah. I... I'm so confused. Like, what? what why <laughs> Listen, is he Steve, doing this? Yeah. Because he's just crazy about this store. Oh, right. That's true. That is why. Yes. But yeah. What else kills, do you need to know? The kills are fucking great. Like. They're fantastic, dude. They really are awesome. Yeah. That, uh, the head crush scene and the box cutter. Really good. Really it's good. It's great. And he's like mm-hmm. screaming bloody murder. And that thing just comes down on his face and. I love, like, whenever that happens, it sprays the blood on the wall, but then you also have, like, the blood on the hydraulic part. Yeah, that looks really cool. That was fun. That's so fucking fun, man. How did no one hear him? He was screaming so loud that he pulled him through the beer section. It would have been loud as hell. Like, come on. (laughs) Honestly, there is, like, generally a lot of screaming in a lot of these parts. That scene where Mm -hmm. dude is getting his head, like, bandsawed. Yeah, yeah. That Which is, is fucking amazing, by the way. Is. He's screaming bloody murder during that part. Yeah. But, that dude, that great. scene is so sick. The way that it's not just like a decapitation at the neck, no. like you're used to seeing and stuff. This is like he gets his head sawn in half side to side, like yeah, ear to like ear, right basically. below the eyes. Yeah. That's so fucking great. It's cool. And the, 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 like, uh, the, the dummy that they made is really convincing. Like yeah, when you see good. the inside of the mouth and the teeth uh-huh. and everything, it is fucking grisly. Yeah, it is. It, it it looks good just like the head crush scene looks good. Like yeah. those two things are so convincingly well done, can especially considering, as I said, a hundred and thirty thousand dollar budget. Like they re- they That's really amazing. Well, wanted the kills to shine, it feels like. 
Oh yeah, man. Yeah. And even like the the meat hook kill that we get back there oh, in the yeah. meat department. Through the jaw. That's really Dude, cool. Dude. Yeah. It's so good. And even like the, the the editing there when it shows like his head going towards the hook mm-hmm. right when the frame cuts off, it's really really well done where it looks like, man, there's some serious impact that just happened against that meat hook. Yeah. Uh, and they have fun with so much of the editing too where like I think it's when the first girl gets killed and the knife is like coming down on her and then it cuts to produce Joe chopping a watermelon in half. Yeah. That's just fun. It is. And then produce Joe takes that knife like cleaved to the back of the head, which okay, technically I think both the the hook through the jaw and that back to the back of the head knife probably wouldn't kill them like probably not it, it, the the you know brain damage from the the hack in the back of the head may eventually like and it depends on what part of the brain is hit or whatever maybe it kills him but the 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 hook through the jaw it's like he'd be in so much pain and probably pass out but i don't know if it would kill him I'm not sure if you it would. You could probably like hoist yourself off of that. He seemed like a pretty yeah. able-bodied young guy. Chris Angel would. Chris Angel definitely mind would. mind-freak him. <laughs> For fucking sure he would. He would. I love when Produce Joe gets that uh, that knife to the back of the head, though, and like it splits his headphones, like his headphones fall yeah, off. Yeah, that is cool. And it like somehow warps the tape so that the... Yeah. It's like, yeah. I think one of the most like brutal parts in the movie actually is there at the very end when um, our second murderer of the movie, Craig, who has killed somebody, is like attacking manager Bill with like that meat cleaver. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. He like chops him half down the hand between the fingers. Yeah, that's a cool bit there. And then even whenever he's just like chopping at him. And it's kind of making like really like you know strong like impact noises, and he's getting uh-huh. more and more covered with blood. That's brutal. Mm-hmm. It is like because all the other deaths are kind of like quick, except for the bandsaw and like the the crusher slowly coming down on the head. Like everything else kind of happens real quick. But mm-hmm. this is like a long, prolonged like taking effort and like the the yeah the like thud sounds and stuff. It, it is. It's brutal. It is also weird, though, that, like, considering that Bill's main target was the other owner guy. Yeah. He's really bad at at actually killing Killing that guy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because he does the eye poke through the receipt thing, which I don't know about you, but, like, as long as I've been alive, whenever I see one of those receipt stabbers. Yeah, it's scary. It's been in the back of my head that, like, if you fell on that, man, that'd be bad. Yeah, it'd be real bad. And, and, (laughs) like, they, okay, uh, I, I think now is probably the best time to talk about some of the like really awesome shots in this because the there when we first see them sitting at that desk the shot is like right with the that stabber thing in the front focus of the, oh, yeah. the shot and he keeps like putting those receipts on like real hard it kind of foreshadows what's going to happen like they there are a lot of really really cool shots in this that Maybe are excessive, honestly, at times, but it's still cool. It's like creative stuff, like the the shots from the grocery inside the grocery cart point of view. Yeah, the movie basically starts with that. It's like inside the bars of a grocery cart heading towards what's her name, and then uh, like that the telephone shot, which is unnecessary entirely, but still cool. 
Yeah, it's like the camera is inside the rotary of a telephone. Yeah, like what's the point? Oh, when that's uh, so fucking random. When Bill is standing and staring at that emergency door, and the 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 knob is slowly turning, and the camera is slowly turning, and then oh, the yeah. knob goes back, and the camera quickly goes back to like straight. That's cool. That's really cool, man. Not sure what that like, was since Bill's no. the killer. <laughs> <laughs> whatever yeah i never really made sense of that myself <laughs> yeah and there's stuff like where the camera is inside trash cans there's times where it's like basically the floor there's that one part right where, what's your name is like mopping the camera uh-huh. yeah that's cool yeah and it think- is really random but it's just fun there's like shots yep. behind bottles there's shots that are like yeah. in light bulbs uh-huh that shot of course that you said was on the poster of like bill standing behind that jar of whatever that kind of warps his face that's yeah cool. it's like you said though it's like it's it's not necessary to do it that way like i don't know you didn't have to but i like that extra little bit of creativity where they're like yeah we yeah. could just do this just like any other slasher or let's just have some fun with it and have some fun with the camera and put the camera in all kinds of random silly places. Like, I think it adds personality. Is it, it necessary? Does. Not really, yeah. but it is fun. It almost it almost feels like a demo of like the director um, of Scott Spiegel kind of showing off. Like this, these are the things I can do, or the, this is the way I think as a director or whatever. And because like yeah, it. it it's unnecessary a lot of the time, but it is cool and it is good and it shows some talent and, and like, you know, artistic, uh, thought. So totally. I, yeah, I, 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 I did find myself when the telephone thing happened going, why, <laughs> what, <laughs> but it looks cool. It kind of takes you out of it. it. It definitely reminds you like you are watching a movie. Yes, yeah. <laughs> That's a pretty consistent thing that the, the movie does is remind you it's a movie, but, it, it, I'm fine with that. It's yeah, it's cool. It doesn't bother me. Um, Let me ask you one question here, because after other manager gets stabbed through the eye, and and I love too that the blood drips on the light bulb and sizzles, and then oh, it yeah, lights the cool. whole room red. That's just yeah. cool, man. Uh, whenever I guess it's hunky guy David. Whenever he like, I think his name's David anyway. Um, I think that's right. Love interest guy. Yeah, I believe so. I, yeah, yeah. Some of the people's names didn't really stick for me. Some of them, I think, weren't introduced till forty minutes into the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, like whenever uh, Hunky Guy comes across other manager that's still alive, he like freaking freaks out and screams and runs away. Yeah. <laughs> like doesn't try to get him help. Like, I did love that. Those what? There's, <laughs> there's two very appropriate reactions, and that is one. The manager that just told you you're losing your job in a month, you see him with a stab through his eye, and you're just like, "All right, well, fuck you." Um, and then whenever, um, whenever Bill is just wailing on Craig with the, the decapitated head of the other manager, um, and, and Craig says, "I got in through the the bathroom window," and. Um, uh, uh, Jen doesn't even waste a second being like, I'll save you. She's just like, okay, I'm out. Fuck you. Bye. <laughs> yeah. So bye. <laughs> Dude. Oh, man. Also, too, with that, that severed head thing. Okay. It's- correct me if I'm wrong here. Was there not some sort of like really weak attempt earlier on in the movie to show that Bill can do impressions of other people? Oh, yeah. And that's kind of what that was supposed to be. Because the when they first show that, 
it is clearly the the actor doing it, and then it cuts back to him, and it's you know the the fake head and him pretending to be, and the impression is not even close, honestly. <laughs> like, why? I don't <laughs> why know. Even go through like <laughs> setting that up for such a weak ass return of so just like, weak. oh yeah, he fooled him into thinking it was the guy and not just a severed head because he's good at impressions. Yeah. All right. Yeah, anyway, moving it. on. Yep. <laughs> makes zero I, sense. I mean, I, I think though, like. I think Bill is a is a good character, like a good killer character, and they all they obviously kind of at the end left. Like I'm not sure Bill dies at the end. I'm not sure of that. Like, yeah. does he just pass out from blood loss? Like it, it's it's very clear that they're like left room for a sequel. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I would watch a sequel of this. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Of course, I would. But. That, I mean, you know, I understand why it didn't get one <laughs> because like the distribution just don't like nobody is entirely interested in seeing a, a movie that's been spoiled by the poster and the, the trailer. But yeah, yeah. But this does seem like one of those that does have like a strong cult following. Like if you it does. watch yeah. some YouTube videos and read some reviews and stuff like there are a lot of people that fucking love this flick. And I can see yes. why, because it just has so much fun stupid personality and creativity to it especially at a time where so many 80 slashers were just the same fucking shit over and over yeah somebody messaged and uh, us about doing intruder and they they said that it was a top 10 slasher for them and i was like damn like i don't know i don't think it would be for me but like there's a rabid following for this yeah i say i don't think it wouldn't be for me it definitely wouldn't be but like i i mean uh, obviously, uh, we've been talking about it. It's got a ton of great stuff, and I enjoy it. But yeah, top ten slasher. That's a oh, that's a strong. But that wasn't the only person I saw saying something like that. Like other reviews I read, clearly think it's just like one of the better eighty slashers. Hmm. Yeah, it is fun, and it did carve out a unique place for itself. I mean, when I think about this flick, I think about those awesome fucking kills. I think about produce joe being a, a living cartoon character as you yep. said and i just associate this movie with fun and, and again it just kind of reminds me of the way that we would get inspired to do our little short films and stuff uh it really kind of puts me in that mindset of just like all right let's have some fucking fun and get yeah. some good gore going on with this but honestly you know watching it for the show made me a little bit more critical of it where i was like okay yeah there's some pacing problems here also the the soundtrack is just so way over the top, like dramatic. It is very dramatic. <laughs> very dramatic for people stalking a grocery store. Yeah. 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 Like really intense, like orchestral, like it sounds like it could be in a much more serious fucking movie, but it's in this for some reason. Not really memorable either. Just kind of intrusive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's exact. The only thing that's memorable is what uh, produce Joe is listening to. That's like, a it's jam. stuck in my head. <laughs> like I, I, every time it would come back, uh, the first time I was like, what is this? Like an Oingo Boingo song or something? Yeah. No, just like a generic, like Oingo Boingo ripoff type of thing. <laughs> hey man i get it i find that one song that just fucking gets me going and i just listen to it like over and over and over <laughs> over and over like right now it's definitely working out by donnie benet yeah you sent me that it's good yeah i don't i don't think there's a day that's gone by that i haven't listened to that probably wow. at least twice since uh since i discovered that about a month or so ago mm-hmm. it's rad 
And the video is fucking awesome, right? Yeah, that Donnie Manet, he's uh, he's just pure sex, right? Yeah, he gets it. He fucks. Huh? Donnie Manet definitely fucks. <laughs> I had fun with this movie. I, I, I think that it's also great that it is short. Even though I will say for a movie that is short, it does feel long at times. Yeah, yeah. It. it I, I think most of the opening is, is slow. Like, it's too much of a grocery store. <laughs> Like mm-hmm. the, I guess the abusive X bit adds some action, but it's also like, okay, but why? Like, I guess you're doing this to throw us off the scent of who the real killer is, but then there's no other avenue. Like, you don't give us like a a moment where it's like, oh, he's suspicious or she's suspicious. It's the only one person is suspicious. Yeah. So it's not really a who done it. It's a You'll never guess because you can't possibly. Yeah. <laughs> it is kind of like that. It is kind of like mm-hmm. that. Uh, do you have anything else that you want to point out about this flick? It's pretty straightforward. Um, I think we, at the very least, should mention the baked beans and pineapple display. The oh, fart the old Fart Blossom special. special. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> That's really what funny. The fuck? It's yeah. so stupid, man. It There's is. some lines in this like that that are just fucking stupid. And yeah. like none of the crew really reacts to it or anything because I guess they're just used to dealing with this like dumb corny manager all the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Seems that way. But it is fun. It is, it is fun, fun, man. Yeah. I enjoy it. It uh it makes me it makes me happy to watch this flick. It's one of those that it's just like, yeah, it's not really a great story. It's not really scary by any means, but it is fun. And I, I think you can definitely tell that the people that made this weren't just phoning it in. They were having yeah. fun. They were being creative. It is just a breath of fresh air after so many of the complaints that we had about last week's flick where it's just like, man, this feels really phoned in. Yeah, it feels stale. This seems like a paycheck. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, this is very much the opposite of that. And especially considering this is, you know, well into a decade into the slasher genre being popular and they're still yeah. having fun with it. That's awesome and shows real love for the genre to me. Yeah, it is. It, that is cool. And like, yeah, I mean, even with the pacing issues, it's only an hour 27. So, I, I mean, it, it's it doesn't feel over long. It's mm-hmm. just uh, a little slow to start. Agreed, man. Yeah. Agreed. I think overall, though, it still earns, I'm going to say like a, I think a strong like six and a half to seven out of ten for me. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I'm going to go, I'm going to go a, a bit lower there for, for sure. <laughs> I'm going to say like four and a half to five. Um, okay. It's enjoyable, okay. but I, I don't have the, I think maybe you have a, a positive association over time. Maybe over time I will come back to it and be like, oh yeah, this is more fun. Uh, than I remembered or whatever, but it, yeah, it's it's got fun moments. It's got its problems. Mostly that a ton of stuff that happens is like, why, why is this <laughs> happening? But yeah. whatever. Um, All right, I'll a allow lot of the it. kills and and produce Joe kind of make up for for it. I agree, man. I agree. So let us know what you guys think about this flick over on our Facebook page, Instagram, all of our social media outlets, which you guys can find on our Linktree page. The most important thing you need to check out over there is that dang old Patreon action. Give us money. Patreon.com forward slash dead and lovely. Head on over. Become uh, uh, a uh, patron on any level. You get uh, access to our exclusive episodes. Uh, 
a patron on a $5 level, you get to submit a movie to the smoking bowl. And then we draw from that smoking bowl and we review the movie that we draw from the smoking bowl, which we're <gasps> going to do next week. And if you oh want to know Lord. what movie we're covering, oh my, you need to watch our social media on Friday or Saturday whenever I upload it. All right. Stay tuned. We'll let you know what flick we're going to be uh, doing then. Hopefully it's a good one. You guys have some good old taste, so I'm sure that we'll find a good one in that old smoking bowl. Yeah, I hope so. I hope also, so. be sure to rate and view on Apple Podcast. Need some more reviews on theirs. Pop those things up. Get them up. Show me them. Show yeah. me them reviews. Take those reviews to a, a grocery store so they get erect. Yeah, exactly, man. And then show them to me. All right. Then show them. Yeah, show show yeah. the reviews erection. So give us some uh, support. Give us some reviews and give us another listen next week on the next installment of Dead and Lovely, where I will be Produce Ben. And I will be Beer Section Steve. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys will be Dead and Lovely. We'll catch you guys later. Bye. What if that guy that like rushed the Bob Dylan performance at the Grammys with the soy bomb thing written on uh-huh. his chest? What if he is just trying to like say I'm the bomb in Spanish? I thought that was it, right? Soy like, bomb. He never confirmed, <laughs> I don't think, but like as a kid I was like, that that's what he means, right? Like he he is the bomb. Yeah, I am Or bomb. he is a bomb. Either way, like what the fuck? <laughs> what a Would weird cool thing that was. Like Bob Dylan or Bomb Dylan? Or he's oh just bomb. shit! What if he thought his name was Bomb Dylan, <laughs> and he was like, he was trying to say like, I I'm like you, man. I bet if Bomb Dylan existed, whenever he exploded, he would go a kablooey, <laughs> kaboom! It's me, Bomb Dylan, kaboom! I'm tangled up in boom. <laughs> Bomb Dylan, Bomb Dylan, coming to a theater near you.